uh, one serious announcement is um, Johnson and I did text each other to make sure we were wearing the same color. I said, are you wearing the army green? And I said, I will too. Oh, you, nine o'clock laugh more. Thank you. Thank you. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks for this message today that speaks on kindness, how kindness is shown, how Hesed is shown in these, uh, in these people, in this book. We thank you. We ask you to remind us of how we can reach out in Hesed, how we can receive that as well as we go forth from here into a hurting world that needs that kindness. In Jesus' holy name, amen. We're continuing our series on Ruth. Um, just to recap a little bit, Pastor Johnson began with a, a nice background in chapter 1, uh, talking about the famine that was happening in Judah and how Moab actually had food. Uh, so thereby, Naomi and her daughters-in-law, they go to where the food is, of course. And uh, in, as time transpired, the, um, uh, Naomi's husband has died, and uh, the, the, the sons have passed away as well. And Naomi's, um, Naomi's point is that she wants to take care of her daughters-in-law. She wants to make sure that they are cared for. So as she, she is suggesting to, she's urging Orpah, the one daughter-in-law, and Ruth to go back to their families, go back to your families to be taken care of. Orpah um, bids her a tearful goodbye. Orpah tells, tells her, I'm very sad about this, but she goes back. Ruth, however, says, where you go, I will go. Where you go, I will go. She's staying with her mother-in-law. Ruth is loyal to Naomi and desires to stay with her. It's been a rough road for Naomi. And as Pastor Johnson noted uh, last time that in verse 19 of chapter 1, um, Naomi feels that she was filled when she went off to Moab, but then she felt that she was brought home empty. But Pastor Johnson reminds us that life is challenging. That life is challenging, but God is a constant and God is faithful to us. And I know we've all experienced that in our lives. In, in uh, chapter 2 of Ruth, Ruth is displaying hesed. Does anybody have a question about that, about that word hesed? And we realize that it is kindness, that act of showing kindness. So I wanted to emphasize that word as well, that hesed that is being shown. And there's acts of kindness as, she, as uh, Ruth is in the field and she's gleaning every bit of, of the leftover of grain from the field. And it turns out that it is Boaz's field that she's gleaning this from. Boaz is a kinsman of Naomi, um, sort of the brother-in-law, um, who uh, the, the deceased husband, the brother of that deceased husband. And she's gleaning, the Ruth is gleaning that grain and Boaz is a godly man. He's a wonderful, godly man. And he says to Ruth, stay here to glean. Stay here to glean in this, in this uh, field. Because if you go off somewhere else, the men are not going to treat you as well. Now, remember the culture. So when I'm talking about men and women 
and uh, the, the ways they interacted in those days. We live in a very different culture, but back then the women are being taken care of by the men. And when a uh, relative, a male relative has died, that land can go off to somewhere else and not stay within the family. So they're being careful to keep that land, which is uh, all they have, in that family as well. So Boaz is talking to Ruth and saying, I want to protect you. I want you in, uh, to stay in my fields. I will protect you. I will grant you water, as Pastor Johnson was talking about last time. It's a hot day. And to have that water is such a wonderful thing. To, it, it's so uh, prevalent in our society. But back then, having somebody hand you water was such a relief and so wonderful and so needed. Again, that was the act of kindness, that act of hesed. So he's caring for her. He's displaying that hesed. And, he, and he's impressed with how Ruth is so um, loyal to Naomi. She's so loyal to Naomi that she wants to stay with her and be with her. Where I go, you will go. She's not going back to the safety of Judah, of her, own, of her own land, of her own family. And we were challenged by, um, by Pastor Johnson to reflect on how we treat our neighbors. How are we expressing that hesed to our own neighbors? Especially in the small things. How are we showing hesed in the small things? And Pastor Johnson was talking about how um, he was talking to a couple and they came through a crisis and uh, the people uh, said, the, the uh, participants said, oh, oh, that was a coincidence. And remember the word that Pastor Johnson used. He said, no coincidence. It's a God incidence. Yes, a God incidence. So it's a God-sidence. God-sidence. So, and, and Pastor Johnson reminded them that we had been praying for them as a community, as a faith, as a faith community in Mount Hope United Methodist Church, that we had been praying for them. So it's not a coincidence. Those are the small things that are happening. How we take care of one another, how we are there for one another. And in my own life, I have been a recipient of a lot of hesed. I've been a recipient of a lot of kindness. And I know you all have too. And um, when I go into a strange place, like if I have to travel to even a different church and I have no idea where I'm going, as you know, um, I have deer in headlights eyes <laughs> where people would come up and say, you look lost, even when I'm not. So, uh, and I say, I always have that look. <laughs> I always have that look in my eyes. But when I enter somewhere that I'm not familiar, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to check in. I don't know where the bathrooms are. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I walk in and I think at this age, I should have confidence. Something told me that by the time I got to this age, I'd be walking in with confidence everywhere. Um, I, I don't. I walk in like a uh, deer <laughs> and I wonder, who do I talk to? Where do I go? And the kindness that is displayed when somebody says to me, uh, what, how can I help you? The little things that happen, the little things that we receive, and the little things that we do for others. When I walk up to you, if I walk up to you and um, I, say, I say, Pat, thank you so much for doing that, and you say, oh, it's nothing. But it is, it's a big deal to me. It's a big deal to the recipient and how we are receiving that. Um, years ago, I was going through the uh, local licensed pastor 
program, and uh, there's different ways to do it. And around here, uh, you drive to different classes at different times, so it's flexible. It can work with your schedule. I don't like driving. I, I, don't, I don't love driving. I don't want to be in traffic. I don't want to... But I, have, I also had a terrible fear of flying. And there was a one-and-done week uh, in um, Western Ohio. Actually, uh, Pastor Cindy went there, too, um, much earlier than I did. But it was in West Ohio, and I said, you know what? <laughs> I would rather fly than have to drive all these places. So I uh, dealt with the anxiety, got on the plane, went to this um, uh, little place outside, I mean, very uh, northwestern corner of Ohio. The name of the town is Maria Stein, and the, uh, there's a Catholic sanctuary there where they held these classes. And I didn't know it was out in the middle of nowhere. Um, when I got there, when I was making arrangements for hotels, you naturally want to stay as close as you can to where you're going to be. Well, there was, during that time, some huge uh, truck car uh, rally. I think it's like our Dover, our um, NASCAR. I think it's like that. So they were having, it's a big deal. So all the hotels were booked. So I had to be a, an over an hour outside of where I was going to be. And I didn't want to rent a car. I, th I thought, oh, I'll save on renting a car. I'll get an Uber. Do you know not everybody everywhere has Uber? I didn't find that out till I got there. And I'm wondering, how am I going to get from where I am, way outside of Maria Stein, to Maria Stein? The other thing I did not know, because and, um, I wanted to be out there, of course, a couple days ahead. So it's on a Sunday. Our, I needed to be there Sunday evening, and then our classes started on Monday, Monday through Friday. And I, I don't, didn't know that uh, this little place, oh, it's, it's called Versailles. It's, it's, it's called, uh, it looks like Versailles, but they pronounce it Versailles. And so I'm in Versailles, and I didn't know that at 12 o'clock on a Sunday, Versailles rolls up its sidewalks, and everybody is gone. And me with an anxiety uh, um, deal, I call Mike, I can't find anybody. I'm walking around my suitcase outside of the uh, hotel that I had to be out of, and I call Mike and I said, I am in the middle of nowhere. I have no way to get where I need to be. So I go for broke. I, I just had to spend the money and I call around taxis. I think I got a Yellow Pages that I even looked out of. And uh, does anybody remember Yellow Pages? Yeah, two people do. Um, <laughs> So I call up, I get a taxi. One of them said, no, you're too far away. Another one says, uh, sure, we'll be there. Never asked for my phone number, never asked for anything. Just uh, I told them what hotel I was, I was stranded outside of. And she comes driving up about an hour later, like she said, and she looks at me and she goes, oh, thank God. And I go, oh, thank God. And uh, she said, I did not know because they never took your phone number, whether this was actually going to be a, a, an actual pickup or whether I was driving an hour out of my way for nothing. But I figured, you know what, I will, uh, I will deal with this and I'll have a nice ride to Maria Stein or whatever. So even though it was her job, she could have turned me down like the person before did. 
but I felt that it was such a huge deal because of uh, dealing with anxiety, being out in the middle of nowhere, being stranded on a Sunday, and this woman still came through, took the chance on me that I would be there and, and rescued me. And I still talk about it to this day because it made such an impression on me. To me, that was a huge kindness that she did to take that chance that I would be there. She could have picked up another fare. She, uh, to me, she showed hesed. She showed that kindness in my eyes. And I still appreciate it and I cannot uh, I cannot, other than having paid my fare, I cannot do that again for her, but I can do it for others. I can spread that again, spreading the kindness. And I, it, again, still resonates with me, and I want to pay it forward. So these are the things in our lives, no matter how big or how small, then when we are protected, when we are taken care of, as Naomi did for Ruth, and as Ruth is doing for Naomi, and as Boaz is doing for Ruth to take care and make sure that these women are cared for. This is the hesed. This is the kindness that we see. Now, this morning, we look at Ruth 3, and we see Naomi caring for um, Ruth by telling her to put on some clothes. It makes it sound like she didn't have any clothes on. But what's going on back then is a period of mourning. Remember, the husbands have died, the, um, the, the sons have died, and they're in a period of mourning, so they have mourning clothes, and she's still in them. So this is not looking good, Naomi feels, for, uh, for approaching Boaz, that he probably won't even approach her because he thinks she's still in mourning. So Naomi is urging Ruth to, take, to, to change out of clothes and to get the mourning off of her. Naomi's desire is to protect Ruth. As you see in the scripture, Ruth wants rest for her daughters-in-law. Ruth wants a home for her daughters-in-law. And now Ruth, because she stayed with her. And again, the men were caring for the women. It was a big deal. So Naomi is guiding Ruth to, uh, to dress out of the morning clothes, to get dressed. And when, he has, when Boaz has had his fill of eating and drinking, and when he lies down next to the grain, now a little aside about the grain, the grain was a big deal. We needed that. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a livelihood we, um, in the midst of that famine. We need that grain, so it needs to be protected from people trying to steal. And uh, ladies of the evening would try to lie down next to the man to try to get some of that uh, to grain in exchange. So that's normally what happens, but, but Ruth is lying down next to Boaz. He awakens, asks her, what's going on? Who are you? And she asks him to please pull the shawl over, to pull the covering over her. And what this is signifying, again, different culture, is that she's proposing to him. She's proposing marriage to him in doing that. So, so it's a physical um, act of, of saying, please take care of me. Please cover me. I want you to be the one who cares for me. I want us to be uh, in marriage together. So Boaz is a catch. Boaz is a godly man. He's a perfect person for Ruth. And he's saying, well, somebody else is going to come along 
And it's nice that you haven't gone out and chased after somebody else. So he's impressed with that. But he still, he had made no movement because of her having been in, in mourning clothes. After they lie down together, because of what that would normally look like um, uh, in, a, in a different situation, Ruth knows that she needs to get up and out before anybody sees her and gets the wrong impression. Before she leaves, she, uh, he asks her for her uh, shawl, and he loads her up with grain, and he says, uh, do not go back empty-handed to Naomi. I want you to provide for her. I'm so impressed by how loyal and loving and caring you are and the kindness that you display to your mother-in-law. I want you to have this. I want you to be taken care of. Boaz is practicing hesed. He's practicing that kindness. It's a lovely illustration of family caring for each other. And even if it's a, not the normal family, whoever your family is, caring for each other, whether your church family is more your family, your, your close friends are more your family, they are caring for each other. You are caring for each other, showing that kindness and compassion. So we, how do we see this? How do we see that? How are we carrying it out in our daily lives into this hurting world? How are we carrying this out? How are we displaying this in small ways? Pastor Johnson touched on uh, when he talked about the theologian uh, Schifferdecker, who highlighted the theologian, Schiffer, Catherine Schifferdecker, highlighted God is with us in those small things. As I talked about my um, experience traveling, that to me was a big deal. It might have been just a little uh, fair for, for the woman coming to pick me up, but it, but it saved me and I still talk about it. How are, we, how are we doing things in small ways for other people? How are we caring for them? How are the, the small ways blossom in this hurting world. How are we doing that for each other? My other question is, how are we reacting to that kindness when it comes to us? How are we reacting? Are we taking it in? Are we aware of the kindness that is coming down to us? Are we aware of the little things, the little bits of kindness that, that, that come to us in, in these ways, taking care of one another, being there for each other, especially in this world. We don't even have to talk about last week, but especially in this hurting world, what are the ways that we are able to reach out in hesed? So as we go from here, think, keep in mind how we are reaching out to others, how we are reaching out in that kindness in those loving acts to each other. Keep in mind how, how Ruth was so loyal to Naomi, how Naomi desired for her daughters-in-law to be cared for, how Boaz desired to care for Ruth in that field, keeping her protected. And how are we reacting to when those, kind, those acts of kindness come our way, those acts of hesed come our way? Almighty God, we give you thanks for this time together, for your message. Open our eyes to be aware. Open our eyes to be aware of what we can do for others, the kindness that we can, the hesed that we can show and demonstrate, and how we can receive it, how we can lovingly receive that as well. In Jesus' holy name, amen. At this time, we come to our time of offering. We give a little bit back to what God has blessed us with.